listeners, we apologize because this week the intro will just be our contractual obligatory intro. So here we go. Oh, Sean, you came in running into here and you're out of breath. Oh, my God. I need to tell you this because... A hyper-specific from the album for ICP has got me feeling quite bizarre, but with two ways. Oh, and I'm Jim over here, and I'm here to subvert expectations with the dark carnival that one of you guys should have been tilted into oblivion or something, but actually you guys got tilted into, like, Super Smash Bros. tilts. You gotta learn them, and now you can, like be Kirby and I don't really understand those tilts. Wicked. What up, motherfuckers? Ooh, today it tested the limits and made me realize that I might actually be a juggalo. I should just stop fucking saying, am I or not? No, because even though this album is bad, it is an absolute trite shit. And after my seventh listen, I was like, you want to know what? It's actually pretty good, but my name's James from this podcast, Shuffling the Deck, the definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast. Like I said, my name's James, and I'm here with... I'm Sean. I'm also on this podcast. This this album is very... I'm very conflicted, because some of these songs are freaking amazing. Two of these songs are freaking amazing. I might say three. Okay, okay. If it's the one that maybe I was on the fence about, but it would not be my pick for our definitive introductory ICP playlist for this podcast, Shuffling the Deck. Possibly. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm looking through it. Shoot, I might have like three to four songs starred. Ooh. I know. But then there are some of these songs. We'll get into it. Suck like, ass, bro. But we'll get into why they suck ass. Mm-hmm. In this year 2000, happy year 2000, James. Ooh, we you getting on down with my? Oh wait, fuck! I'm doing a rap that I do for Nicole, so never mind. You won't understand it. It's like Thank when you. I think it was on what the hell mouth that I said. All right, Nicole, go to Schoolwell, or I think it was actually on one of our live streams and. TC was like, what the fuck? I'm not going to school. I'm going to sleep. I was like, oh, okay. Well, when Nicole and I started out dating, uh, she had to go to school very early as a pastry chef student. And we would, instead of saying go to sleep, it would be like pretty much, hey, go to school because you're going to be waking up soon to go there anyway. Mm -hmm. I get that. Hey, James. Do, do we want to get into the year 2000 in professional wrestling right now? Uh, do, we, do, do we have a lead up for that? I don't remember how to do this podcast. Well, usually we talk a little like I ask about your week. Also, it's fine. <laughs> hold on. Let me read a message. Let me read a message. OK, that's fair. Uh, are you going to reveal to everyone I'm a bad pod, uh, podcast co-host? I'm so sorry. Could we record tomorrow? I said mm-hmm. I'd help with guest coverage for the Gladiator Top 16 today. I would like to ask you, is the Gladiator yes. Top 16 a background acting thing? No. 
Okay, is it a Magic the Gathering thing? Ding, 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 ding. Okay, then yeah, you're a bad podcast co-host. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> For people who don't know, like I think I Twitch. I plug it every week and I Twitch. One of the major things I Twitch uh, is specifically um, Gladiator, which is a fan-curated, uh, fan-made format. It has It's played on Arena, uh, which is the computer and uh, mobile app for Magic the Gathering, but none of it comes from Wizards of the Coast. It all comes from fans. Even matches and tournaments are all built for and built by the fans. So what we do is every Saturday, uh, there's a tournament that goes for 12 weeks. That's a season. And then on the 12th week, uh, we count the top 16. And that's the major, uh, they're invited to like the finals pretty Mm -hmm. much. So this is 12 weeks in the making. This was season four. And a lot of the people who've been doing coverage uh, for it on Twitch have been doing it. This five hours uh, covering magic uh, every week. It's a lot. And they asked me to be one of the commentators. Uh, so yesterday I was one of the, you know, you know, talking heads over the matches, which was great. It's something actually, I, I love doing it. I, I mm-hmm. really, I get that I'm a bad podcast co-host, but I also don't apologize okay, um, because when- I... When someone like maybe pulled like a card that like looked like a spooky clown where you're like, wow, that's some ICP stuff. Speaking of which, I do an ICP podcast called Shuffling the Deck with my good friend Marshland Monster. Check out his music. Uh, no, James, not everything can be about you. No, it's about <laughs> plugging your shit. Dude. I plug my shit. What did you plug? This shit. You on the stream, you said, hey, check me out. I do a podcast. Oh my god! I don't care for this conversation. I don't I have do to answer care. your questions. You have a I fucking, don't the, the police are coming this. to scoop you up. <laughs> yeah, but that's for unrelated crimes. Ooh, uh, such as one time I stuck my finger into the uh, light hole and I liked it. That's what I call a plug outlet. Uh, the light hole. And this is a criminal offense. Why? Oh, um, I was also making threats to the president. While doing it. Okay, okay. You're like, yeah. your dicks, your deedle's gonna be in here if you don't do this. Yeah, you know exactly how I talk. All right. <laughs> Which president? My president uh, or not my president? Taft, mostly Taft. Okay, okay. You went back in time. You said, Taft, I'm gonna I'm find that deedle of yours and I'm gonna sh- pull it out and Taft, stuff it in there. You coward, show us your deedle. Taft, the people demand your deedle. I, wasn't he... Uh, I'm not body shaming, but he was overweight, correct? He was a rotund president. Okay, yes. so like you, you would have to find have to it. No, there would be uh, the quest for Taft's Deedle. Oh hell uh, yeah! <laughs> That's which the, is the sequel. Name of my role playing system. That's the sequel to Meet the Deedles. Meet the Deedles. Go is, back in time. Yeah, it becomes. Bill and Ted esque. I was literally gonna say they meet Bill and Ted. That's the that's the first that's the uh, before the title the title card comes up. They meet Bill and Ted. It's a crossover. And actually, meet the Deedles. Meet Bill and Ted. That that's a crossover that would make so much like that if they weren't waiting so long to pull the trigger on mm-hmm. Bill and Ted Part Three. That would be such a good like promo to remember. Hey guys, remember Bill and Ted is a thing. I, I would I don't know Hollywood give me a job. I have good ideas. Oh, they have given you a job. They've given yeah. you many jobs. Yeah, but not meet the Deedle sequel jobs. Okay. Oh, man. It's a meet <laughs> the Deedle se- squeakle. Damn it. I meet, fucked it up. It's a meet the Deedle's uh, 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 sequel, sequedle. Meet the Deedle sequedle. Well, no, squeakle. Yeah, but squeakle doesn't rhyme with Deedle. It's, well, it's a slant rhyme. 
It's a slant rhyme. It's, it's a, a syllable rhyme. D dole need... and C quill. They they have like the same vowel sound to it. Do you need this win right now? No, you want to know? Fuck you. I do this semi-professionally. So I think I would know. Eat my butthole. The only thing you do professionally is be a professional actor, which Hollywood gives you jobs. What's your What's your stance on... The IOSI strike? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fucking pay these people money. They work so hard. You're not IOSI. No, 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 no. I'm a dink standing behind the actors as they do real acting. But like, yeah. Who are standing in front of Ayatsi. Yeah, standing in front of Ayatsi, mm-hmm. behind the actors. But they're enough to like, they're the hardest working people yeah. in the business. Both pay them and break them. They need breaks. Stop. Yeah. Like, they work them. They work them. They work them very, very hard. It's a very, very... It's a very, very long, hard hour job. Because people will be like, hey, you're making so much money at least. And it's like, yeah, but I don't get to enjoy that money. It's just hoarding wealth at this moment. Mm-hmm. They're turning these people into smogs. And we don't need more smogs. We need more Bilbo's. I've been described as a smog by my friends. Okay. <laughs> that in a loan shark, that was when I was in elementary and uh, like middle school age. They're like, James, you could eventually be a loan shark. That's that sounds like a terrible thing to tell a child. I well, other children were telling me this. So I had like money always saved, but I never spent it. So when people would ask for money, I'd be like, yeah, but like I need collateral and interest. And it'd be like usually an astronomical interest because I didn't want to just outright say no, because that's being a bad friend. But I made it so to the point where like, well, this is a bad deal for me. The only person who ever took it up on me was. I won't say their names because they needed it for like court fees and uh, for them being doing dumb shit that like uh, MIPs. I'm assuming this was no longer when you were all childs. No, this was uh, high school. Okay. 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 Just because the story started like when I was a child, they called me this. So I picture like just like a like an 11 year old James trying to bail yes. out his his like 10 year old friend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. It's, it's Howard out here. Okay, I didn't talk like that. This, this is a 10-year-old. Every child speaks like this. No, no, no. I Master of impressions. I feel like you've only seen Tiny Tim. <laughs> That's the only music I've listened to before this podcast. No, I'm talking about from A Christmas Carol. Oh, oh, who am I thinking of? You're thinking oh, of Tiny-, Tiny Tim the Musician. Yeah, wait, is his name Tiny Tim? It must be. Are they both Tiny Tim? Did yeah, I just I think realize so. that? I can't believe they're both named Tiny Tim. That blows. That's crazy to me. Okay, I just had to. I just had to accept that as a as a new fact in my life. So he says, "Hey James, you're the only one of our friends who has any money. Can I borrow? I, it, I think it was like three hundred dollars." And I said, "Okay, I need collateral, which will be also this ties in to what we're about to talk about." I said, "I need your PlayStation Two." All of your games, that's the collateral. So in case you don't pay me back, either I have these things or I can sell them to make my money back. But if you don't pay me back by this moment, because he didn't have a job and he was just someone who was like, eh, things will come when they come. I said by the end of like September, interest Mm -hmm. will start. So I gave him maybe like three or four months. They still... All of this friend group still references this, and they're they're like, why did you do this? This was just, it <laughs> felt mean. I was like, hey, he paid me back before interest happened, but I got to spend a lot of time 
playing WWE Raw SmackDown like 2004. Sure, which is not the year we're talking about, but a great transition into, you know what that video game has to do with wrestling? It is a wrestling video game. And <laughs> honestly, wrestling is this- not need to tell people that. <laughs> I'm killing it at the transitions. Do you have like dust flowing in your room or am I seeing orbs? Uh, it might be dust. Okay. Uh, thanks for thanks for telling everyone at home that I have a dirty room. No, no, no. I'm that. I'm worried that a ghost is about to start Le- strangling you. We we could cut that out anytime you're ready. No, no. Well, it also could have been a little bug. Oh wow, that's so much better. Yeah, yeah see, have- I went with the dust option. This is the worst day of my but life. But you you farm bees, so it could have been one of them. That thank you for trying to salvage this. It's not. It's it's it's, it's try, speaking of trying to salvage Ooh. in t- 2000. Uh, WCW. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Chris Benoit are trying to salvage their careers, forming the New Radicals and jumping ship to WWF. Ooh, Famously, yeah. like a day or two after WCW puts the heavyweight title on Chris Benoit. So it's very messy. It's very like, hey, Vince Russo has jumped from WWF to WCW. Uh, he's like, hey, Chris Benoit, you should have been champion years ago because you're amazing. You're Chris mm-hmm. Benoit. Here's the heavyweight title. And he's like, thanks. Too little, too late. They take off to WWF. Can I say some in the interview, ICP was just on some WWE affiliated mm-hmm. podcast, something like something in the ring. Maybe that was uh, the name of it. I don't know. I'm not up to date on who these new wrestlers are, but they had ICP on and they were talking about their days in WCW and it was around this time and they were like, yeah, man, they were a sinking ship, but we were having a blast over there. Well, and it's wild. I also was watching, and I'm gonna gonna go through some of this because I kind of want to be, this is not what I want to talk about specifically in the year 2000 Mm -hmm. and specifically with this album. But yeah, uh, but I want to bring up the new radicals because that was a huge, that changed the landscape. That was pretty big. It was kind of like the last, like, WCW is where you get real wrestling. But yeah, ICP is in WCW, 1999, I think through maybe a little bit of early 2000. They're wrestling with Vampiro. They're surprisingly competent as far mm-hmm. as celebrity. And they have history of backyard wrestling. Um, you watch some, you go back and watch the matches, especially Shaggy, knows how to bump. Like, he knows how to fall on his back and sells. He for sure knows how because he fell off a bus. Yes, I'm sorry. I meant Viol- uh, Violent J has a great sell. Shaggy's not a bad seller, though. The Shaggy falling off the bus, I confuse Shaggy and Violent J again. Wow. Um, Still. I know. <laughs> and they're launching JCW at the same time. So it becomes this nice sort of like, uh, I know Vampiro is the JCW champion. He's also a contracted WCW wrestler. So he's showing up on WCW television with the JCW championship Whoa. belt. That is Juggalo Championship Wrestling, if you're wondering. Or Juggalo and- Champion shit at the time. Jay baby. Uh, and it becomes this, but it's this nice, like, ICP fans are watching WCW, and uh, WCW fans are getting eyes on this new independent uh, that's out there, JCW. It's a nice little uh, synergy, uh, all under Vince Russo, who, you know, is Vince Russo. Uh, 2000 is also the year we have the famous David Arquette storyline, uh, which is actor David Arquette to promote the movie Ready to Rumble becomes the WCW heavyweight champion. Hell yeah. And it's, you know what? Yeah, I I wish you were watching WCW at the time because nobody felt that way. Man, I love Arquette. You know, he's great, honestly. And like years later, he comes back. He's like, a, he's, a, he's an independent wrestling like 
draw now mm-hmm. he and he goes like and he's very respectful to the business like and looking back on it it was like this probably wasn't the way to do it but i did want to like be involved i do love wrestling i do want to respect the business it was just you know, not maybe not the heavyweight title right like it just like that, that just wasn't it um de- delegitimizes he should have taken the juggalo champion shit wrestling title am i right Honestly, probably. Yeah. Uh, that like, yeah, him on him on the indies, him like, t- and then teaming with ICP to sort of invade WCW, uh, would have worked because it's a smaller title. But like, this is the this is the title Ric Flair's held. You know, this comes. You know, it's kind of passed down from the NWA, so there are ties to Harley Race. There's a lot of like history here that David Arquette is not really a part of. For Ric Flair, he always says, "Whoo!" I give him a boo. What? Yep. Yes. Two thumbs down, Ric Flair. Go shit yourself. Check out Dark Side of the Ring. Um. Uh. Uh. uh, Flight from Hell. Not even just that. He's a cornball ass. Get him out of here. You're a fool. He is one of the greatest talkers of all time. Oh yeah. So am I. Yep. 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 Huh? People fucking hate me. Okay. Yeah, because you hate Ric Flair for no reason. No. Other than I have two reasons. Him always saying, whoo, is the most over shit in the history of wrestling. People love that. On top of that, number two, feather boas. It's really more of a Hogan thing. But are also amazing. Feather Get boas him out are the of shit. Here. I like You're to shove fool. that feather boa down his mouth so he's just saying, uh, instead of woo. Big disagree. Big disagree. I cannot sign off on these comments. I didn't. I didn't want. I. I. The big thing I wanted to talk about because he's mentioned in the album, and I sent you the clip. You didn't have. To, uh, it was like two minutes. Uh, I didn't expect you to watch it. I. Uh, oh, I, I just want to make sure you had it. You did. Okay. Norman Smiley is probably best remembered if you're a wrestling fan for being one of the courtiest, jokiest, hard, hardcore gimmicks in the world. He was the hardcore champion who was afraid. Who was kind of a big scaredy cat. He was the. You know, the, 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 the swerve of expectations from when you expect like a big hardcore deathmatch style guy. And he's he's coming out. He's wearing full he's wearing full hockey gear. Right. I should ask you, what, what was your. Uh, what, so th- uh, that's kind of what he was. James, what was your interpretation based on that? Like that brief little clip, but kind of was symbolic of what he does in WCW at the time. I wrote down who the hell is this hockey man? Right. So, and what he would do, and he would wear different uh, sports gear every match. Like, uh, b- basically, if you were in a, a, a Canucks territory, he would be wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. If you were in Chicago, he was wearing a Green Bay Packers with the gear because he was afraid of getting injured. Wait, would why it, would he be wearing Packers if he was in Chicago? To get the boo, my my dear boy, to get that heat, that precious, precious heat. Oh, okay. I, d- I didn't know the Canucks thing, so I was oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, it's... I, I thought you were saying Canucks as in ca- Canada. Uh, it, which it is. It's Vancouver Canucks as a Canadian hockey team. But here's the thing about Norman Smiley. This dude, and it's, at this point, is a journeyman and one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, it's and it sucks because it's so hard. You have to like dig to find Norman Smiley proper matches. Like there's a few of these like joke hardcore matches where he really doesn't do anything other than take a garbage can to the head. But if you go, but if you can dig and find anything like there's uh there's an Alex Wright match for some reason, him and Chavo don't gel, but it's wild. Uh, Norman Smiley born in 1965 
started his career in the UWF. So he is an early, like, big in Japan guy. Uh, the UWF, notably, kind of turns into Pride, the, one of the first mixed martial arts. So he's a shoot fighter. Like, he's not just a, he's not a wrestling guy throwing shitty punches. He's, he's a legit grappler. Hell yeah. Uh, British, British born and really comes from that catch as catch can. So he's just, dude, there's this, I, he has one of the nicest hip tosses. He does some of the nicest power moves. His submission holds are insane. After his time in UWF, he goes to CMLL, which is a historical, huge Mexican promotion. And he works there. He becomes a world heavyweight champion under the a ring named Black Magic. And he's working and he's working these loose doors in this beautiful tactic. He is really so ahead of his time because he's not the biggest guy. He's fairly slim compared to what we expect wrestlers to be. I wouldn't but know. He, he was wearing hockey pads in the match exactly. I watched. Exactly. And I had <laughs> thought this was someone who didn't know how to wrestle. And they're like, oh, we can put him in pads so he's not really getting hurt. That's the, And that was the gimmick. Is that here's a guy who's like not meant to be a wrestler, but he just happens to become, in a way, he's kind of a David Arquette. Most mm -hmm. of these storylines are in '99 and 2000, so it's a little. He's a little. He's before they, you know, do the David Arquette, but he's meant to look like this guy who's not a wrestler, but just shows up and kind of lucks his way into matches. But if you can find, and I recommend my bit, my plug for this segment and for the end of for everything in this episode is to, like, seek out Norman Smiley proper, not Howard Carr matches, but, like, proper matches. Because he's he's a guy, if he came out a few years later, he was doing Chris Benoit, and we talk about now Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, like, just technical mastery. And it sucks that he's this guy who's been, and has been wrestling for years. Like, that match I showed you was 99. He's been, he started in, I believe it was 88, He's been wrestling, so at that point, he's been wrestling for over 10 years, and that's the gimmick, and he's good, but I just don't think, there's a, there's a match with uh, Alex Wright I mentioned that is brilliant. I think it's beautiful, but the crowd starts standing boring, and you're sitting there, it's like, you're just not ready for it. You're, you're, you're not ready to see this kind of, like, because, it, yeah, nowadays, we'd be watching, we, you know, Brian Danielson is the big one I'm going to keep going back to, where, yeah, we'll watch, exciting to watch efficient and clean wrestling and it's he, they just weren't ready for that caliber you know they were still rocking guys like buff bagwell and at, at the same time the cruiserweight scene and he's like really neither of those also like when i was watching this clip you sent me which i would like to talk about a lot it's a bad it's it's yep it's bad. It's good, bad wrestling. And I was watching this. I was like, oh, th the Attitude Era fucking sucks if this is what yeah. it was giving us. So <laughs> this is him and Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys. And this man, this smiley boy. No, Norman Smiley. Screaming Norman Smiley in the WCW. They're having this hardcore match. And it is at least the clip is all backstage. So. They have all these things set up. They have boxes, all this cool stuff. One of the things, so like he's getting punched on by this other man. Then Smiley gets the upper hand, throws him on this cart and then <laughs> lazily just like it seems like, oh, my God, he's going to toss him into like a glass or something. 
lazily hits him into clearly a brand deal with PlayStation in mm-hmm. it's not even a solid sign it is a cardboard boxed sign that once he hits it you can hear the cardboard ping the just like the 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 most gentlest ping and just lightly fall off because it is a box full of air fall off it, then yeah. they have all these other boxes set up for them to like fall in because they are behind backstage in this stadium they have crossed the curtain uh, back to the uh, gorilla position and into the backstage. And clearly things set up. Oh, there's a crutch there. Things set up. But these yeah. fucking assholes, and I don't think it's Smiley because it's the other dude and his uh, manager. And, uh, Jimmy Hart, who is a, a old school famous wrestler, uh, big Hogan guy. They bring him into where like food is being held. And these dicks just start <laughs> throwing these food. Someone has to clean that up. It's, and someone was gonna eat that. Yes, it's oh, it's food waste, and you are making someone do jobs that you were not. Someone got reamed out for that. I hope. And to put Norman over again, this entire match and this backstage, this this backstage segment, he is in because not just hockey pads, goalie pads. Mm-hmm. At this point, Brian Nobbs has ripped one of the legs off. So he is moving around with one goalie leg, one leg pad, and one leg bare. That's just to be able to like, and they're doing this all live mm-hmm. to be able to do anything this physical with one goalie pad, one pair, bare leg. I find very, it's, it's, it's impressive how much shit they gave him and he could still make it work. Yeah. And he was still kind of like that boring chant breaks my heart because he's now he, and now he's over crowd kind of loves him because he's this adorable goof, mm-hmm. but like he could have been this adorable goof who was also had having five-star matches he could have because when you were explaining his gimmick he's Mm scooby-doo and scooby-doo and shaggy can get over like people love them being scared and shit and then it's like hey did he have a scooby snack thing of like hey you need if you do this this will happen i mean he had nobody had something called the wiggle okay well they should have given him a mcguffin type deal of like hey you do this and you won't be scared anymore and it probably would have been cool and then whatever it is they could have marketed that as merchandise and he did get over i will say screaming norman smiley this gimmick was pretty over but it meant that he was no longer having real matches anymore and if you can find a norman smiley not hardcore just a a match he moves so well if you're a wrestling fan and if you're and if you're like a technical wrestling fan He's so good, and I can't I can't stress that enough. I'm glad he got over. I'm glad this like Scooby Doo that was, which is perfectly put. Yeah, he's this Scooby Doo gimmick got over, but like he was just so he was so ahead of his time, and and that blows my mind. It's that back to the basic Jim Cornette shit. Am I right? He 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 never met Jim Cornette. He was a British man who trained a Japanese wrestling. I don't want to talk about Jim Cornette. Yeah, two thumbs down to that dude. He is on the same oh, level dude. as Ric Flair in my oh eyes. Oh my god! Rick Fla- <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, I think that's oh, the perfect Rick. time to transition. I love it into something so bizarre. 
Well, how bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. It's double bizarre. Guys, today we're talking about the bizarre with two A's and question marks on it that you can't listen to the intro anywhere on any streaming platforms because the intro sampled, I think, Escape from New York, met, like songs from that. So the samples, okay. I guess, were cleared for the CD release, but not for any streaming. So you cannot listen to it, at least in the United States. Uh, okay. I was not able to listen to the intro. I found it. It's it's dumb. Okay. You don't need to know. listen to it. It doesn't, like, it's just going right into, take me away. It's fine. Yeah. But let's get into some notes about this. They were contractually obligated to do two more albums with Island. They did not want to put out their masterpiece because they started independent. They started in the Indies. Nah, the Cindies. Oh, ho, ho. we sin in underground, fuckers. The underground ain't for weak bitches and people with upset stomachs like me. So that's why yeah. I'm trying to sell out, trying to be mainstream. If you are a, I don't know, ludicrous type, please... <laughs> I want to make raps with you. Um, hey, that's that's not where I thought that was going to end. Oh, what? Well, no, well Ludacris well is dope. I want Ludacris. He's amazing. Yeah, I Ludacris. agree. I agree. Yeah. Ludacris is one of the most, I know what I'm about to say seems weird, but when you're, as someone who might not be like aggressively into rap in the rap scene, Ludacris, mm -hmm. I think, is one of the most slept on at least mainstream rappers. He's fantastic. He has... Oh, I completely agree. His first, like, four albums, back for the second time, I know he has another one, but I don't feel comfortable saying the title of that, but, like, his mainstream... Sure. Because Back for the Second Time was really just his first album, updated, re-recorded, remixed, sounding good. Word of mouth, oh my god, so amazing. Chicken and Beer and Red Light District are four perfect albums. He, I feel like he's a guy that understood everything about the business about the art about like he just got all of it and we don't it's gonna be a guy we don't i agree i think i think i think he deserves more credit than he's given mm -hmm. he's doing fine oh like, yeah i'm not worried and but like he's definitely one of those guys that like no you need to like we you can't you can't give him enough credit yeah he does he has done so much Ludacris is great and i used to made him in def jam vendetta oh baby yeah, too maybe. muscular. Even he says that. He's like, I don't know <laughs> what references they were taking to make me look like that, but I've never been buff like that in my life. But, like, <laughs> he's on no one's top 10 list. Uh, probably not even anyone's top 20 list. And I think it's because mm -hmm. of two things. One, he did come off as, like, very jokey and comical, and he wasn't white. It's like, a white yeah. rapper can do that and still be, like, you know, like as Eminem did, all of his music videos were really just jokey, but he's still able to be projected. But like Ludacris d didn't have that. Maybe like uh, his love for Austin Powers might have hampered it. I don't know. But Disagree. Tenfold. Gave, gave him tenfold cred. That and him going into movies like yeah. also affected it. To me, it also, those two things kind of lead to like one overarching theme which is something he chose to do i think it's fair to say Ludacris marketed himself towards a casual uh audience could be yeah I th yeah and i think and i think that was the big and it was a choice that paid off hey loud car good to hear you um but i think like paid off well like i don't think it was the wrong decision 
but it leaves it, it leaves a lot of, it leaves them off a lot of lists and it le- lets a lot of like you know deep heads kind of sleep on them because a lot of the marketing was towards a casual audience. I have heard this from multiple people who have said I think it's specifically word of mouth listening to that helped them learn English. Yeah, that's uh, which is Ludacris doing yeah. his good work. That makes so much. But that makes that makes so much sense. He's like. He's got a, he's he's got a, he's got an easy flow. It's really it's fairly simple. It's not too hard to like l- hear what he's saying. I say this on Twitter a lot, and I think anyone trying to go into rap needs to listen to just Ludacris's intros because that is how you intro an album. It is just like a straight rap, and it's going hard as fuck just over a beat. It's like oh my, just listen to his intros. They need to put that out as like a like a vinyl EP. Of just, I think his like nine or ten albums. Just one side is five, one side is five. They're fucking great. Listen to his intros. But back to ICP. I'm so okay if our next podcast is just ludicrous based. It would be but easy to do because it's. I, I think he only has maybe ten. Yeah, but back to ICP. So they were contractually obligated. They are indie. The Cindy's motherfucker were underground down here. Uh, I was just going to loop back into what I was just saying previously. Well done. Well done. Uh, We see them. They're saying we don't want to release the sixth Joker's card on a major. We're done with this. We've gotten our platinum. We've proved ourselves. We knew we could do it and we did it. So they just put out like not technically a double album, but because they were released separately, they don't count as one album. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we're done. We've done this. And because of that, there there's filler songs. There are songs that I'm so glad I was reading some reviews, which normally I don't do this right in the beginning. But I want to read one review, which is someone who I, I read their reviews a lot. And it's Donnie. I think it's on re- review my music or rate my music. Rate my Check that out, guys. It's people just. Posting pictures don't, and don't, your rate their of, of their shit and you don't need to do this. People. One of the funniest ones was just someone shoved a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal in a toilet. <laughs> That's a ten out of ten, guys. It's a wholesome poo. So this is Donnie. He gave this two stars, and I'm I'll just like select some different things. The f- he he says like I'll start with bizarre, which is the the two Z's. It sucks. Bizarre with two A's A's is only marginally better. The big problem with both albums is that too many of the songs are just them listing things from questions if, fearless, and what. Those are good examples. The songs aren't entertaining, and if they are somehow jokes, they're not very good ones. And yeah, so many of these songs are just them listing things. I want to disagree, though, on the bat, uh, if their jokes are not very good ones. And I think that's one of their... Okay, uh, minor spoilers ahead. Half of this album is my... F- which is so weird that this is the album they don't try on. Is some of my favorite ICP work so far. Well, you and the, the big wigs at reviewing magazines also agree because this is their most, by critics, well-reviewed albums. That doesn't surprise me some of these they some of these tracks are just and it's and it's some of we'll get into what i mm-hmm. we'll get into it but some of these tracks and i think some and their listing it goes into their strengths again stuff we'll get into later 
But their strengths, I for me, are storytelling and fantasy. But they're not. There's no story in these lists. Also, like I guess I, one of their strengths is not rhyming because a lot of these listings oh, yeah. they do not rhyme. No, no, they it do not. in it do not rhyme, guys. <laughs> uh, but like, but for instance, because you because uh, did you list, uh, they listed fearless? They listed what? I liked the fearless list. I thought I thought those were I thought a oh, lot man, for the most part. This might be our most as divisive out like our polarizing album. I'm very curious to see what you think of what we should add to the playlist. But do you want to just get mm-hmm. in because I? Oh wait, no. So what okay. is on the charts right now? What is on the charts right oh, now? Oh my god, you're about to find out, you fuckweed. Hey, oh. Uh, this about the magic tournament again no it's just a cool joke i can say to you <laughs> it's <Okay>. not a joke <laughs> no that was just me <laughs> all right coming in at number five again one of the worst rappers i've ever heard who's ever been on the charts is silk the shocker featuring master p and mac something with he did that man silk the shocker one day Nick Foster, Nick period, and I will, we recorded the pilot episode, then the pandemic hit, and we have not been able to do our No Limit 98, where we listen to and rank all of the, like, 20-some albums they put out in one year. What? Jesus. Yeah, and I'm very disappointed because he, like, had to reschedule on a Silk the Shocker album, which means I'll have to listen to that terrible album again. Oh, no. (laughs) Next up is Major Figures with Yeah, That's Us. Then we have Little Bow Wow featuring Escape, spelled with an X, with Little Bow Wow. Bounce With Me. Coming in at number two is... Talib Talib Kweli. Yes, thank Kweli. you very much. And high tech with oh. move something. Okay. Finally coming in at number one is "It's Okay" by Slim Calhoun featuring Andre Three Thousand. Oh, I, I, I know, I know, move something. I gotta go back and like listen to it because I hate that's just like I know that song. I think I like that song. I can't remember it. I think I knife that song. Oh, you stab people? Oh, well, do you want to get in track by track? <laughs> well, let's get in track by track, skipping the intro, unless you have anything to say about the intro. Uh, it's atmospherical, I guess, but it's them talking about, like, something crazy happened in Detroit. People beware. And then it goes into Take Me Away. I would like to say, I told yes. you this, like, to ha- to set your expectations. This sounds like mixtapes of old where it's just like hey let's put out a bunch of tracks that aren't fully polished and mixed that's what this sounds like yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because i there are a couple notes where you're like this this sound quality is distinctively different from what i just heard shaggy yeah too dope is frequently peaking Mm-hmm. Like they just turned on the microphone, let him, there was no sound check, it it feels like, and just let him go off. And I think, I'm. oh, I wish I wish I noted it. I think it's behind, it's either behind the paint or uh, my homie baby mama that's just like real muffly and like the opposite of peaking where it's like, oh, let's, no, let's get a little closer to that microphone, bud. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, weird. it's weird. It's weird that they go on like both ends of the spectrums yeah they go from like just like real bad peaky to like real bad like uh uh-huh what but let's Um, get into take me away i think this is a fine song 
I like the beat, love the hook, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. I hate songs, which a lot of these songs, and I think on the next one, where the concept really is just like, hey, screw these gimmicky mainstream rappers where their gimmick is just, we love money. Whereas, But like the mm-hmm. opposite can be said to ICP, where one of their gimmicks is just like, we hate money. It is a yin yeah. and yang, if you will. I have that note. Um, it feels out of touch. Yeah. That first verse. Uh, but the, I think the frustrating thing about it is that the second and third verse, they're positive. They, they, have, a, they have a good hype feel about them. They fit the, car, the theme of like, uh, what did I write down? Positive hype carnival songs. I live for the carnival. I die for the carnival. Come take me away. For those of you keeping track, yes, this is another uh, gang. Is gang vocals yes. is the term? Oh, man. This is a... Big gang vocals in the hook. I think that's why I like it. Yeah. And the second, it's weird. The second and third verse, they don't like, like it. It's a great first track. But the first verse, where they're complaining about rappers flaunting their wealth, it feels out of touch. I've, it feels like they've been around for maybe a minute too long. And where hip hop is moving in the 2000s, well, I just, they feel like old, they feel like old men uh, shaking their fists at the sky in that first verse. As we call them, old heads. Old heads. They, they, it, but and it's so frustrating that the second and third verse, to me, are fun carnival hype songs. But the, even those ones go into like because they, they've already done it. Like Amazing Jekyll Brothers was already this, mm-hmm. which is hey, fuck your award shows and your magazine covers. We don't need that. We live and die for the carnival. Agreed. It, it, it is treaded territory. Um, but they've been around since what was it ninety two. 91 uh, it's 92 i think was their official release but they've been around doing rap since like 89 yeah so like they're gonna they're gonna, they're probably gonna tread on some territory again and hey um, if we were wrong with those years let us know in a five-star itunes review <laughs> do you want to get into fearless yes let's get into fearless i wrote down just a couple notes this is a non-song a list of some rhymes mainly stretches if you think sequel and whatever the fuck and deedle are stretches <laughs> wow man you're in a laffy taffy factory with them here because they're letting it stretch yeah you're in gape porn territory now and as a fan of gape porn i i mean well like non sequiturs I do like I I enjoy admittedly kind of cheesy comedy. It's kind of sometimes it can be a little lazy comedy, but I enjoy a good non sequitur. I I think there are some fun ones, which is one of their strengths. Uh, the first line, I'll go to Alaska, bitch slap a polar bear and take its food. That gets a chuckle out of me. Uh, I'll mow the, uh, the next line. I'll mow the fucking lawn on a landmine field like what it boom. That gets a chuckle out of me. But this is more like rapping Ronnie. Like that's what some of these songs are mm-hmm. is like. Ronnie Dangerfield isn't... Did you say Ronnie or Rodney? I think I said Ronnie. Okay, cool. Rapping I just want to make sure Rodney. I was confused for a re- Thank you. And no, I'm not talking about Rodney Radcliffe, you fuckers out there. Who is Rodney Radcliffe? He's in post-hardcore and he's like, okay. tries to rap and he sucks at it. It's like, dude, you're very good yeah. at singing and coming in like or songwriting. Get out of rapping. It's cringy. Yeah, I like there is it's weird. I started early because they were I got some laughs out of it, but it really doesn't. It stays in one gear the entire time. And admittedly, it's not. Yeah, these are not the best lines. This is not the best 
musical performance. There's one thing, though, I wanted to talk on briefly. Is it the one um, thing that they're, they are fearful of? Uh, maybe. I listed Compton. Oh, no. The way they talk about Compton, it's, I'll walk down Compton with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. And to kind of suggest, and I, I, just, I immediately wrote down, like, yeah, you can do that fearlessly because you don't live there. Like, you're just kind of like, pa- you'll just be passing through. It, it, it's just something I notice about, in sort of this, <laughs> the new, new title of my book, The Implied Privilege of the Spectrum of Surreal to Confessional Horrorcore, parentheses, and the Career of DMX. Where DM, like, like, like in horrorcore, and I enjoy horrorcore, and I, end, I enjoy surreal horrorcore, but I also acknowledge I got a little bit of privilege that I can find relatability in surreal horrorcore versus like people who listen to DMX for, and it's debatable if he is a horrorcore rapper, but DMX, who most of his like subject of horror are shit that could actually happen if they didn't already actually happen to him. And I just, I found it interesting, not saying one way or the other something's right or wrong it's just the first time i think i noticed that or i thought about that well i mean i is this horrorcore i don't i wouldn't classify this song as horrorcore but Mm -hmm. in the sense like any good horror should be metaphorical and like allegoric so Mm -hmm. you should be finding relatability in horror so you know, like Frankenstein's not about like um just a monster who is created by some weirdo and strangles and throws a young girl into a a river. Right. It's, it's about a- technology and how like hey, are is playing God detrimental to humanity? I don't know. I remember. I think it was. I think it was back when I was working at the restaurant, uh, listening to a couple of old heads talk about, or maybe or maybe this was on Twitter. I don't remember. Um, but listen to old heads talk about Eminem, and specifically not white old heads, be like, yeah, no, he's good on a technical level, but I don't give a shit about what he's talking about. Yeah. Because it doesn't relate to me. And that kind of being something similar. And it's, I, I think horrorcore might be a spectrum um, where, like, this is much more silly than it is true. We've discussed in, early, in other albums, like, truly horror. Uh, this, gets, this goes off on a lot more of a, I'll say, Psycho Gorman level. Uh, okay, where, like, I would say more like the Ghoulies or no, I don't even want to like g- put the ghoul, especially like this album. I don't want to like put this in really not this album, yes. but uh, not this album, but this style. Mm. Then I would say uh, the Ghoulies go to college. Fair, yes, that works for me. Or whatever that us uh, the the Scooby Doo uh, movie, Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School. Yeah, uh, where it's like no, it's a very silly horror. It does it interests me, and it was just that line of like, yeah, of course you're fearless. Walking down the streets of Compton in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, you don't live there. You don't have. You don't live there. You don't have to experience Compton every day. Uh, but that's not what they were going for. They were saying you should be fearful to do that because, like, someone will be like, "Who's this hokey motherfucker? We're going to punch him." They are saying they're not fearful of being punched so hard. Okay, I, that may. I I don't. I guess I didn't get that. Yeah, that's. Um, but also, like, I would like to say, please. Anyone out there, as someone who, like, horrorcore saved me as a teenager. Like, it made me not kill myself. I am very passionate about the good people in horrorcore. And we just had him on Mostly Speaking Sentai. Why didn't we have him on our technically horrorcore podcast? Because that's what we do. Comatose from Cryptic and Cutthroat Productions was on. He's fantastic. 
if you want like really good storytelling in horror core and it sounds like, wow, we're I'm listening to a horror movie right now. Check out the uglier that entire album. It's on Spotify and all of that. It's great. And then if you enjoy that, search out his other stuff. Comatose spelled with a K. He's great. But you were yeah. speaking of DMX and DMX does relate to this song with homophobia because that's <laughs> the one thing they're fearful of is being portrayed and being looked at as if they are gay because one of their lines is like, hey, I'll find a sex worker with a deep voice. I'm kidding. I won't do that. That's the only thing that they backtrack on. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I completely missed that. I'm looking at the lyrics now. Yeah, I have no idea how. I must have been writing at the time. I mean, Jesus. that's why you listen Ugh. to the album seven times. That's why you listen to the album seven times. What are you fearless of? Or what do you fear? Um, so I can use it against you. On both accounts. I'm fearless, but also very fearful. Okay. Pornographic films. Why? Ugh. So many reasons. I don't understand it. Does the does does the wee wee go in the hoo ha? Okay, or in the poopity shoopity? I wanted like a for real answer. <laughs> what what's yeah. a porn that you actually do fear? You brought me down this route. Like when I think <laughs> gape porn is, I'm fearful of that. Gape porn's weird. I don't know, man. I remember seeing the uh, the head fucky guy early. You ever see that one? Yeah, I think that's fake. It's not. I think he died. No, I'm pretty sure that's real. Wait, the man who, like, puts his head inside of a woman's vagina? I heard that, yeah, he got his head stuck one time, and, like, he suffocated to death. Uh, no. That's what because I heard. That would, we would see the articles of that. That would be something that's like, do you remember this story you saw on LimeWire when you were a teen? You'll never guess that it was real. Whoops, our title made it go into giving it away, but it ellipsed <laughs> way before then, so you actually don't know. So you did right. click on the article. So then I guess my answer will be Mr. Hands. What's Mr. Hands? Mr. Hands is the reason bestiality has to be like listed as illegal. Oh, in the okay, film. okay. Now I I know this story. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't Google that one. Ooh. <laughs> we don't have to get into Mr. Hands. I'm about to throw these. What are you fearful of, James? Uh, like in porn or just general? Uh, sure, porn. That's the question you gave me. Well, like I said, gape porn. I think like ball busting porn because it's like, ah, uh, no. My friend was really into it, or at least was really into showing people ball bust porn. Was he like, this is so funny, ha ha ha, kind of like showing you ball busting porn? Or was it like, yo, I think I got a problem. No, Check this I, out. Tell me I, what you think. I think he was acting like and doing it very well of like, you guys got to check this out. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a kink. It's a kink. If that's yours, freaking live your dream, baby. Also, like, hardcore insertion porn in either, like, urethras or, like, in the butthole. I'm like, what if something gets caught in there? Yeah. I mean, it's over the years, I, I've accepted that I'm surprisingly vanilla when it comes to my sex life. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm just like, party on, Wayne. I, 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 I support it 100%. But for me, it's kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Did you know the term vanilla, like, came from mm -hmm. the swinger community? Ah, that doesn't. I feel like the, I feel like we get a lot from the swinger. The swinger community <laughs> might be the ludicrous of culture. Where like we don't give the swinger community enough credit. They've they've done a lot for for us. Would you swing ever? I used to think I would. Oh, I would uh, not. I'm monogamous as hell. 
Live that live that dream. Yeah. Monogamous is hell kinkier by Bell. Ooh. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think I would either. Uh, I don't think I would. Unless a clone of Nicole was made or like a time travel paradox happened where like Nicole as a 32 year old came back and was like, <laughs> I'm in my dirty 30s, bro. And I'm like, let's do it. Nicole as 26 year old. Are you fine with this? <laughs> I just love that. It's really not that extreme. Like we're bringing it. We're bringing into the science fiction of time travel, but we're only going by like six years. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I support that. Are we, do we have any, uh, are we fearlessly moving on to the next track? Yeah, baby. And it's weird. I'm judging uh, because I'm, I'm, a, I feel like I'm somewhere like intermediate casual. Like I'm a little above average because I listen to a lot of music, but especially with hip hop, um, not as much. Uh, so maybe I am coming at this casually. So a lot of these songs I'm kind of judging less on a musical front, mm -hmm. more as an inter entertainment area. Rainbows and shit made me chuckle too. Rainbows and stuff is fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. I was expecting because, so the, my experience with this album from being a teenage juggalo was really only listening to Behind the Paint mm -hmm. and maybe Tilt-A-Whirl. And then the other single yeah. that's on the other Bizarre album that off the top of my head that I cannot remember. But those were the only two. And I remember like Rainbows and stuff just being stupid. But coming from this as like a punk rock aesthetic, <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. great so fun dude they're using they're using their punk rock like hardcore mm -hmm. hook super well i think it works super well here it's a simple joke it's we're really happy no we're not and they nail it they're not overcomplicating it and it, and it's fun to listen i think it's a fun to listen and the screaming at the end like uh, come on come on that one i uh, maybe I don't remember exactly, like, it's the ending, like, the guitars are going, it's like a solo type stuff, and they're, like, screaming, and I think yeah, if they're sorry. just screaming, I fucking hate you, but, like, really extending it. Yes, I, I'm thinking of, I was thinking of the interlude, uh, the sort of bridge, uh, the, come on, come on, come on, come on, please, God, which I also wrote down, and I don't know, so they're just echoing it, it's, it's uh, cause I'm listening in headphones, so it's come on in one ear, come on in the other ear, uh, but also the screaming at the end, mm -hmm. fucking... This feels, and I feel, I don't, I feel like they're doing it a lot more in this album, um, but kind of using like hardcore guitars and like a little bit more new metal. I feel like this album goes into a lot of new metal uh, at times. And I think that's good. I and I, I like it. My guess is it, it was easier to do for him to just noodle on a guitar. Probably. Uh, but I'm not mad at it. I also, I have uh, two questions actually. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we might've talked about this already. d sister? That is D-Loke from Cottonmouth Kings. Okay. That's, oh, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're okay. And that's why they're, sh they're shit talking D-Loke's sister. Or is this like, this is real heat? No, he's saying he finds D-Loke's sister attractive. Yeah, but that could also be an insult. Oh, uh, I, like, I mean. I'm going to fuck your sister. Ha ha ha. No, that's not like the joke that will, or in quotes, joke we get in a later song. We'll get into the. <sighs> My guess um, is he might have had a thing with D-Loke's sister. Yeah, or it could have just been like a shout out, like, like, a, like a rib more than like an actual like put down, you know? Or just saying he, he thinks his sister's hot. Could just be. My other question: the last word of the phone call, the sketch afterwards. Is can I? Do you mind if I jump to this? Yeah, go for it. So there's at, at the end of the song, uh, there's a sketch with the phone, uh, with the phone being kind of passed around. 
first the studio calls says like hey you owe us money mm-hmm. i think there's another call there's a second phone call and then the third phone call is a long silence and you hear i think it's shaggy kind of breathing i think it's violent jay is it violent jay okay but breathing and kind of sighing and then you just hear him say one word moon glorious yeah what is that no idea i word but also the first huh. call i believe is from delok is it, oh yes no you're right it's delok then the studio yes yes uh which i thought was i thought was fun and actually that's kind of what made me think like they're i'm sure they're fine uh or else they wouldn't have him on the album they were touring and doing stuff also cottonmouth kings in a song says like i'm an old school juggalo oh hell yeah but yeah this song's this song's fun yeah. Um, also, this is the song. Uh, we are not going to use this in the intro, but uh, from an entertainment perspective, there is a really cool like interlude, sort of like throwaway line. Uh, Shaggy's just like, "I'm gonna," and he, and he takes like a while to think about it. Just bend, bend your nipples shut. And I'm like, "That's that's that's good. That's good wholesome quality entertainment." Have you ever seen the Greasy Strangler? No, I hate it already. Oh, no, dude, watch this movie. It's fantastic. Comatose told us to watch it knowing we'd love it. And spoiler alert, we loved it. Great. There's a part where he's like, yeah, uh, oh, don't trust him. His like, that's not really Michael Jackson. It was someone who did an impression of him. And a few years ago, he shot himself in the head and the bullet was so fast that it folded his face in. And it's like, just like, like the like twist your nipple or whatever you said reminded me of that guys watch yeah. the greasy strangler yeah it just cl- i don't know like anytime anytime violent like anytime you're using violence for humor i think you have to be excessively clever or else you run the risk of glorifying it mm-hmm. um like you have to be almost cartoonishly clever with it which i think i think that's one of icp's strengths uh and one of the reasons i enjoyed a good portion of this album well let's get into the next what I can't believe I listened to this song uh, like not seven times, but probably like three or four. And I can't believe I could only I, I, I couldn't take any notes other than star next to it. I, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, do you know, the? did you recognize the hook? Because the hook was so familiar to me and, the, and, and they run the same bass line throughout. Oh, I don't know. All I had done was nice song beats dope. Another list song. Uh, the last hook with guitars was cool. Yeah, because it's that. It sounds so, and it sounded so familiar, and I couldn't place it. Uh, j- look on what sam or who sampled.com, and you could probably find it if it is a sample. This has twisted on it. They say, like, uh, I'll be psychopathic till I die. Ooh, that didn't age well. But this is a song <laughs> where they're, all they're saying is, like, I am what I am. I'm real. Yes. Real me is an asshole, but at least I'm, like, being my true self. And it's like, shut up. Get out of here with that bullshit. It's a very simple message um, that, like, for their young audience, yeah, that's, that's something you should know, to be yourself no matter what. It song is fine. I, I, I didn't hate it, but I think a big part of it is that which I cannot find. And it's... Because remember, I Googled it last night. I didn't know about what sam- uh, who sampled. So like, I'm looking there now, but I don't think they have it. Yeah. And it's blowing. It's going to bug me. Um, leave a five-star review and tell me what that hook is. Or just go on our Discord. Or go on our Discord and tell me what is this song. There's a link in the description. Mm-hmm. And post so I- it in the appropriate server. 
Make the sure channel, it's in the appropriate server. The shuffling the deck one. Don't That's throw it the in. Appropriate server. The engaged with Nick Cage oh. one. Unless the sample comes from Nicolas Cage, in which, in which case that's a crossover. Maybe a son who's in metal bands did it. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he is. Good for Baby Cage. And he's competent and cool. This is a, the, this next song, I have several notes on. I just have one note. It's for Still Stabbing. Can I say my note first? Please, go ahead. Hey, guys, please do not, in any circumstance, stab your sound engineer. Don't stab the sound engineer. That's an important message. Because that's my job. Please don't stab me. Sound engineers are the ludicrouses of the sound booth. They are not appreciated enough. Don't stab them. Thank you very much for that very important uh, PSA. Uh, can, uh, can I get into some of mine? Yeah, my notes, I did have notes to ask you. Okay. Which, who was Norman Smiley? The greatest wrestler nobody knows about. And who is Tony Schiavone? That's, I... <laughs> So Tony Schiavone uh, at the time was uh, the uh, commentator for WCW. Okay. Like a long time, like kind of a WCW lifer. Nowadays, you can see hear him on AEW Uh, because after WCW shut down, he did not have a job for a long time. I think he was calling uh, Atlanta Braves games. And then like when when AEW started back up, I don't know where here comes Tony Schiavone and he's amazing and he's so lovable. So that's why my first, my notes, as I'm listening through it, I'm like, not Tony. And then the next note in all caps, not Norman, because I love Norman Smiley. But yeah, shouts out to Tony Schiavone. That dude's great. Don't stab, don't stab your commentators for that matter. Like, this is a thankless job. Also, again, this is another list song of just like, who are we stabbing? And the brilliance of the original is because it's short, it knew what it was. And then it's, this one's just too long. Yeah, because I almost, I was almost on the other end where I think I appreciated this one a little bit more. Whoa! But it agreed. It's it like, it, but it is lengthy. You gotta listen to these albums more than once, man. <laughs> I listen to them. I listen to. I listen to these songs like three times through. Oh, okay. All all of them. Uh, unless they were just. We'll get into some. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, get into yeah, some yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, ones yeah, that yeah. I skip right over. We'll get mm-hmm. into. But I, I, I'll get into my notes. Uh, the first thing I wrote, I. In that open, in that early sketch, where I'm like, "Hey, I, I did it again." I appreciate the, I appreciate they know we get it. They stab people. I appreciate they're kind of like leaning into like this is a revisitation. But I, I think the big thing, and maybe it's just a small thing, but I, I don't because I don't remember this in the fir- on the first uh, stabbing song, uh, the help me in the hook. I think it's uh, Shaggy screaming help me over and over. Oh, that's again Violent J. Fuck, yeah, no, yep, 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 because Shaggy's doing the verses. Violent J is screaming, help me. Oh, no, Thank no, you. no, Violent J is the only one I is, is he the doing. Only one? Yes. I it was, oh, I thought it was, I thought, they, I thought it was, okay. No, because uh, Violent J is the one who stabs people, four or five people every day. I don't know why, he, okay, I don't know why he sounded like Shaggy to me. I'm just losing my mind. But I but the help me was, I think, a really nice touch. Like, I really liked that in this song. I think that's honestly I I I I feel like that sentiment was missing in the first one. Well, the first one was like, "Hey, I'm contacting the jet like I'm letting everyone know because I need help." Like it said in the beginning before he starts rapping. In the beginning, exactly, but like but it's not in the song in the meat of it. Like if I was like and and in the in a perfect world where there was just a single release of it, they might not ha- they might not leave that part in. It might just be the song. So like it being in the actual song, I thought was just I, I just liked it. I, uh, I I just really liked it. 
it felt I, I yeah I, I I thought it goes a little more goes a, it goes a little more new metally uh, which is gonna be a common note I give to a lot of this, Did this? Oh, were there guitars in this one yes there were I thought this was just like string hits no I'm pretty sure I'm like now now that you question me I'm like I go from like 90 to like 75 very quickly um but I really thought that yeah I thought this was a little more guitar driven but yeah I, I, I actually don't have my last thing was uh and it's worth worth mentioning because uh, this will all pay off. Their use of the phrase "lesbos" does not age well. Shouts out to Sapphos, the uh, ancient Greek poet who put the Isle of Lesbos on the map. But anyway, yeah, their big big thing that phrase, their phrasing on that does not age well. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of things that ICP do uh, does not age great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Sean, in the sea of this, either just like shit. Or just dullards of songs. ICP Some of which I like. gives us a fucking banger on Tilt a Whirl. Yeah, I have this. I have three stars next to this song. Oh, it's so good, baby. It's so. I my first note. Hook, hook, hook. Yeah. So fucking good. I made sure I was very far away from the microphone so no one could hear it. I made sure I closed the door while I was listening to it so I wasn't <laughs> annoying Nicole while screaming along with it. Oh, I strongly suggest that you, Sean, go check out the music video. I think it's one of their best music videos. I've, I have I watched the music video. Oh, hell it's yes. Great. Yeah. This song is fucking good. And it makes me really mad because it... it destroys my spotify algorithm when i put, start putting this song on playlists <laughs> but this song's fuck yeah this song's fucking great and it's we we talk about lists and the it's the three verses really are a list of three but the narrative builds mm -hmm. verse one builds to verse two builds to verse three um and and the verse individually deconstructs the story of each person they're putting on the tilt -a world yeah. super fucking well and hook, 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 hook. I can't, wait, I cannot go over this hook enough. That was originally uh, going to be the theme song when we go from our intro into the podcast was going to be that. But I was like, eh, it doesn't really fit it as well. So that's why mm -hmm. it's, what is a juggalo? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, makes sense. But this song's so fucking good. Oh, my God. Hey, it's ho, die. Here's a chicken skip. Ticket, you know, he knows. I don't know lyrics, guys. <laughs> oh my goody, look at chicken. Keep your money. Here's a ticket. Hold up, keep your kids out here. They're too young to play in there. The hey! way they're trading off, yeah, because they they are trading. Okay, they're is a fucking amazing too. I like that. I love the trades off. I like that you I, still have to be like, are wait, actually, I'm reconsidering this. Are they actually trading off now? Because to be this, they 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 grew up in the same neighborhood. They've known each other for how many years? They. They have similar cadences in their voices. Yeah. Hey, guys, spoiler uh, alert. This is going to be put on the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get into we gives. No oh, what's up? Uh, I also just want to give because uh, I think I think this is also true. And it's, uh, this speaks to like their oeuvre, uh, their everything they've been doing. To me, this is the clearest. The Dark Carnival as punishment uh, at the Dark Carnival as punishment angels. That sort of. That piece of the narrative, this is the clearest that has been. That the, that, the, that what the Dark Carnival is are a series of angels punishing the wicked. Oh, I thought like Halls of the Illusion, like Halls of Illusion was 
as good as this one as well of I think this is better than Halls. I, th- I think this is I think, clearer. I than think Halls. musically, like it's catchier, and that might be why. Maybe I will have to reconsider that because that could that could very well be the point. Or this I one's just, I just, just knew I had to write that down. Or this one's just more straight to the point. That could also be it. Which again, uh, I think is a big strength for ICP when they are blunt and straight to the point. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You want to get Good into song. the next one because we're uh, I wanted this to be an hour and a half and we're not getting to that. Okay, yeah. Next up is We Gives No Fucks. We Gives No Fucks. You said you wouldn't write this song. In the in the first song in uh Take Me Away, they specifically say I will never write a so- there we, we don't do those money songs. And this is a song all about how rich they are. Yeah, which is them being parody and saying these people are bad. Yeah, and and uh, I have, I've written down the last line being "kill me." Yes, being very clear, like this is a parody. We're bad people. Uh, I still wrote down this is Nickelback's Rockstar. Like it, parody or not, it still feels like Nickelback's Rockstar. The them like how they rap their cadence and the flow to the like chugging guitar riff. It's great. I enjoyed the flow of this. So uh, my sentiment on on a lot of these are, I do think this album is not their worst album because no. there no. are a lot of songs. If if you just put them on at a party, I'd be like, hey, I know this song. Hell yeah. But like Carnival of what? No, I'm sorry. Just between ra- at least between rainbows and stuff, tilt a whirl. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. Oh no, well uh, those are songs that I personally would put on. That me too. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like those are great. If this album just gave us those two songs, this album deserves and needs to exist because those yes. songs are fucking great. Uh, but what I was saying is, if someone else put this entire album on or other songs from it, I'd be like, hey, you know, I know that song. I'm fine with that. But with Carnival mm-hmm. of Carnage, there's songs that I'm like, guys, just shut that. You know I like ICP and you're just picked their first album. This is bad. Do not put this on. Yeah, which is like, it's nice to see them on some levels because again, I, I did enjoy... I did enjoy Still Stabbing. I did enjoy What. A lot of that might be the hook. I need to figure out what that baseline is. We gives no what? I didn't hate Fearless. I didn't hate Take Me Away, except for the first verse. I thought Take if I, Me if Away. You, if you can find a copy of that song that doesn't have the first verse, I can I love make that it for song. you. I'll take it. <laughs> um, we give no fucks. I did not dig, though. Uh, just I thought it was my fine. opinion. It also had so gang that, vocals on it, so that's that. that might but be it. <laughs> let's get into this next one because we can get through it real quick. Please don't hate me. Fuck this song. It is a waste of a good beat. So yeah. this is yeah. someone calling up someone saying like, hey, man, I'm so sorry, but your mom and I, we, I, we've been digging in guts together. We've been fucking. I put it in her ass. And the audacity for them to make this at the end say, I'm sorry to call. Eminem, just the lamest fucking diss. Like, they lost yeah. this beef because of this song. Was this the first shot of the beef, or is this like... No, no, no. The The beef okay. had probably been going on since, like, around the Slim Shady LP, and also a little bit before, but blew up with the Slim Shady LP, because there is, on Till Hell Freezes Over, it's like, fuck ICP by my CD. Okay, I have three quick things. Well, they're trying to remember these hoes are mothers and sisters, too. Trying to. Their class war continues to struggle to reach women in this song. You know, it's not to say Mm -hmm. that women... 
you know, not to say over everything else, but in this song specifically, yeah. Uh, be more clever with hoes. If you're going to write songs about hoes, be more clever about it. Yeah. Who's the hottest friend's mom you have? I'm not answering that question. Mine, at least in okay. in uh, high school, Adam mm-hmm. Sample's mom was very good looking. Adam Sample's mom, shout out. Shout outs to Adam Sample's mom. She's the one, like his sister's name was Kirsty. So oh, yeah. I would always say to her like, oh, we should watch Hellraiser together. You're clearly a fan. And she's like, I did not name my daughter after the main <laughs> character in Hellraiser 1, 2, and I think 5, if that is Inferno. But she knew. She but knew. she knew who that character she was. She knew, so I think she did. Hey, oh, Please don't hate me, Eminem. I had to, I have, I have to sing that hook to get this pal, to refresh my palate. I'm sorry, go ahead. Eminem notoriously hates his mother. Why would this be a diss? Yeah, it's because it's funny to sleep with somebody's mother. Ha ha ha. It's Again, it's like they're trying to remember that these hoes are mothers and sisters as well, but it just misses the mark. What would have been funnier if he said like, Sorry to call Michael Eisner. Like, that would have been funny because it's like taking down, like, such a rich, powerful Disney man. And it fits, and it fits what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Even like, like their, their theme so much better. Like, Eminem, taking the knees out from Eminem really doesn't do anything to further their class wars. Like, Eminem's not really against, he's against them, I guess, musically because he doesn't like them, but like, it doesn't. Eminem's not the enemy. Michael Eisner is the enemy. Jeff Bezos is the enemy. Jeff Bezos isn't a thing yet, but you get where I'm going with this. They're the enemy. Well, I mean, now I guess Eminem is has like more than a hundred million dollars. So I, I think he's also kind of the enemy. Yeah, but like I don't he it's not like he doesn't reinvest that from what I can tell. Yeah, he did give a bunch of money to like a, a college. Yeah, and he's he did, and he started his own production, uh, like his his own label. He he tries to bring up new rappers. He signed Griselda, like he's a no. Are there still? I don't know that. I'm as someone who was very into shady records. Yeah, yeah. Name some people from shady records. Did you know? Do you know Stat Quo? Do you know Obi Trice? Do you know D12? Do you know uh, Bobby Creekwater? Do you know I can? Do you know Young Z? I can keep listing off. Besides, maybe like Obi Trice or D12. There have been so many people that I think, especially maybe because of his like uh, his addiction at the time when things were really fully into swing. A lot of people were just kind of on the label, did yeah. some collabs. And then were not used like Young Z. I was so excited on D12 World. They announced it and he was yeah. listed as an artist on ShadyRecords.com. I would check frequently to see when the Young Z album was going to come out from the outsiders. And it never did. And I think at least like the label, maybe now he's really going to put the label into full swing. But I, I think even Gracilia isn't Griselda. was kind of put on shady 
as like an afterthought. It feels like because they were like on That's enough, clever. Uh, like on <laughs> an associated label, and then I think Eminem came in and said like, "Hey, also put them on Shady." Well, so the Griselda thing, famously, Griselda. Uh, they're not. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, famously, they're not a rap group. They're a, they're a label themselves. And and that's how they've always, they've always presented themselves. Uh, so uh, it's not technically they're not on Shady Records. They use Shady Records as a distribution. But like so 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 in that one is that might be like one of those. And I could be wrong. I, like we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. But on the on the outside, it, it appears that like. No, they specifically don't want to be under Shady Records. They don't want to be under uh, Shady Records. They just want to use them uh, as a de- as a distribution platform yeah. because obviously they're a lot bigger. Uh, and like ever since, you know, ever since that, and to be fair, it's a great album, but like ever since, uh, uh, you know, ever since it came out, it feels like they've been kind of everywhere. Uh, after what uh, uh, WWCD, what would Sheen do? They've been a little, they, they, you know, they really, I feel like that album helped, helped them put them on the map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so that's an instance of uh, Shady Records maybe helping an artist, uh, at least getting more ears and more eyes onto the product. And famously, it's what he's sobered up. So, yeah. But yeah, because I, I knew Obi Trice and I knew D12, but he's in D12. Yeah. And it was like one of those, like on a casual note, like. And also, uh, is he in D12? Fair. Oh, yeah. I'm 50 Cent, but that's all. that was also like with Aftermath. That was. A collaborative effort, but I truly, at least during like the time before Gracilia, stop it. It's Griselda. <laughs> I only do it because it annoys you. Know you know, it makes. I know, so stop annoying me. <laughs> so I, I think, and of course, it could have been dampered by you know proof passing away and yeah. his addiction that was escalated because of proof passing away. Mm-hmm. That a lot of the people were kind of just shelved and were just waiting for their albums to come out, and it just never did. Like D12 okay. was technically on Shady Records un- up until a few years ago, but their last album was D12 World, and they had to just put out mixtapes funded by themselves without Eminem on them. Yes, which is difficult. All right, good. To know. Thank you, uh, thank you for educating myself and the listeners. Yeah. On some of the shady dealings of shady records. Yeah, man. Also, especially that Griselda, that Young Z. Guys, listen Young to Z. the Outsiders' first EP. It's okay. great. I forget. It's like something of the night. It's great, guys. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Young Z and Pace One are great. Yeah, you know what? As much as I, as much as I love Griselda, I love to support them. They're doing fine. Uh, I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna secede my plug time to Young Z and the Outsiders. Ooh. Then yes. Uh, yes. So our next one is. I'm also just avoiding talking about this song. I didn't think I could hate a song worse than "Please Don't Hate Me." Oh, oh, I, we're already moved on from that. I I know, but this song is so much worse. Wait, behind the paint, you didn't like? Oh, behind the paint is offensive. I think as a teen, I really enjoyed it because it felt deep. But I'm glad I have a thicker noggin. Where, as you were saying, like, hey, you need to respect women. This is really just like women didn't. Women only want to fuck me because I'm famous. Oh, woe is me. My first note, the first thing I wrote down as soon as this started was literally, oh, another one. In relation to please don't hate me. Yeah. But somehow worse and less creative and dumber. Um, the sentiment is, is good. So and remember when we were talking about uh, what was her Chozo the Clown? 
Oh, Chozo, yeah. Whatever oh, her name Chozo. is. She, th- when we you were like, oh, she was like, on this song, it's just them sampling shockumentary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Chozo. I hope she's okay. I know we're getting her name wrong. I have it written down. See if this makes sense. The hurt is real, but the hate is misplaced. Yes. Yeah. Where, like, I, I believe that he was hurt by women in his past, but... He puts it all on women in general. We know nothing. Uh, uh, we know nothing about this this woman in particular. And I learned something about songwriting, listening to this terrible, terrible song. Personalize your breakup songs. If you want to write a breakup song, that's fine. But personalize it by generalizing the woman here. It just comes off as misogynistic and lazy. And not good. It also comes off, and this is baffling for a rapper to do, this comes off as a sex-negative song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not sex-neutral, not sex-positive, just, like, straight up, sex is bad because the only way I'm having it is with Mm -hmm. women who are, like, famous fuckers. It (laughs) feels... There is a Derek Comedy uh, sketch... Are you familiar with Derek Comedy? Yes. So Derek Comedy, if you don't know, is early Donald Glover. Um, and I forget the other two members because I'm a, I'm a jack wagon, but they're hilarious. Uh, they're Dominic Derricks and uh, DC Pearson. DC Pearson. There thank you. Go. DC Pearson. But like there's a sketch, uh, women are not to be trusted. And it's about a guy getting his broken up with and handling it poorly. As a writer and as a piece, it's very clear that the guy who blames all women for this one girl breaking up with him is the idiot. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that he's the fool we're meant to we're meant to laugh at because he the hurt is real but the hate is misplaced. Yeah. Uh and it's and, and the song makes me think of that but in a very n- unaware sense. Um, also like yeah. it doesn't make sense. No. If they no. are saying we are still the same person but women are having sex with us then it's good. Like you're still staying true to yourself. It's you just have finally like women maybe as in a younger age don't value the same things. Like be sex positive. Be like, hell yeah, guys behind the paint. My face is red because I nutted so hard. Or if you want to write a breakup song, because this is what this wants to be. This wants to be a breakup song. I don't think it does. I think this is like a... Like, okay. society sucks. I think this is, again, another fuck fame song. I guess. I don't... I, that's fair. I think... I, maybe I, a breakup I, from I, fame? I, maybe. I think both interpretations are reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, might, you might be closer because it does explain why the women in this song are so general. And we don't know anything about them other than they have sex with me. That's the only thing we know about these women is that they have sex with these wicked clowns. Uh, and for this song, you know what? This song is so bad. I'm going to put that wicked in quotes. I, I dislike the song that much. Damn. And when I say some of this album I love, literally these two songs kill it. And it like really bring the whole fucking thing down. Dude, these, I, I really is, don't like these songs. Okay, you know how you were saying like, hey, you know, what was it? House of Horrors, Ned and Game, and then one other. 
on the Great Malenko or like yeah. the trifecta. Have this, Dude, have this, this trilogy, yeah. This has a trilogy of triteness because the next yes. song, My Homies, Baby Mama, fucking sucks. You know what I have? I don't know how I knew you were going to say that, but somehow I did because my first note is LOL, it's catchy. Uh, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. <laughs> so so a, a better, okay, to bring it back to the Rugrats soundtrack. Yes. The Rugrats soundtrack of uh, <laughs> This World is Something Strange to Me or mm -hmm. A Gift from a Bob. My baby is a gift, a gift from a Bob. More like Reptar screaming in your ear. Like, though, like <laughs> listen to the Rugrats soundtrack and not even the songs that are from known artists. I mean, the, the stuff that has like E.G. Daily on it. Listen to those, and those are better <laughs> versions of this. Like, they're just as catchy. Yeah. They still have, you know, like the music box toy piano sound to it. Mm -hmm. I, it is weird. I had to, like, kind of separate myself. And, like, re-listening to songs kind of maybe ups upset some of my, my rhythm. Because I liked this song probably more than I should have. Uh, I have a I, one of my notes is th this is a uh, bugs on my bugs on my nugs is a, is a version of like that type of song. It's surprisingly catchy, fairly, fairly easy, easily digestible as far as the actual musical content and lyrically is just silly. Uh, but I want to fuck my homie, baby mama. I also hate all songs that are like baby mama. Th like this is the beginning of that trend in rap music and as someone who started listening to rap around this time i fucking hate these kinds of songs that's fair uh that does kind of answer my question uh slash my next note because it's song silly i know i wrote down i wish i didn't have to go through the last two tracks to get it though if do you think my question is this if if this wasn't part of a trifecta of trite if this album didn't have Please Don't Hate Me and Behind the Paint literally right before this song, do you think maybe you want maybe not like it, but it would be more tolerable? No, I would still always skip this again. I hate okay. songs like this. Fair. Totally fair. Also, I would say this is another like, hey, women are just object songs. Yeah, but in a way that in this in this way, it's so satirical. It's so stupid. It's so kind of dumb. That the okay. parody is almost implied. That's why. But because it's followed by Please Don't Hate Me and Behind the Paint, I'm inclined to agree with you. Maybe it's not a parody. Maybe this these guys just aren't good. Like that's that's how much damage Behind uh, behind the Paint and Please Don't Hate Me do. Where this would be a Bugs on My Nugs. Canonically, I love Bugs on My Nugs songs from these guys. But just where it is in the album does not work. Brings it down that much. Behind the paint is the shell of a used condom because I just had sex so hard. I love my life. It's song's terrible. Do we have to? This is the darkest timeline. Um, I have like one last thing that's not even part of this song. Do we have anything else to say about my, my homie baby mama? Yeah. Who's your friend with the hottest baby mama? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> I won't either because they're both my friends. Good shit. Me, me too. Um, so my last note on this song is, uh, is it an uplifting note? Vampiro? Is Vampiro a member of the Dark Lotus? He was originally supposed to, but then uh, I don't know. Because Vampiro, we, we mentioned before in the wrestling uh, stuff, he's the JCW champion at the mm -hmm. time. When ICP were in, uh, 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 oh my gosh, I forget the name of the, the stable. 
Um, but when ICP were in WCW, they were basically never seen without Vampiro. Yeah. Like between Vampiro and Raven, but mostly Vampiro, that's who was like carrying them through matches. Yeah, they even wrestled under the Dark Carnival. I think was that the was that the, was that the group? It was Dark Carnival. Uh, the later variation of it was, but there was a time when they weren't in WCW. I watched someone okay. rank all of their matches from WCW well, in preparation for this. Marky D, one, two, three, Ring of the Hawk. Yeah. I watched that, too. Okay, I watched that last yeah. night as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was Deadpool. Uh, it was mm. uh, Vampiro and Raven were the Deadpool. And so were ICP by association. Hell yeah. And I was so... And I listened to this album before I watched that. So I was so taken aback to hear, wait, is that, is that Vampiro Vampiro? I had to make sure. Like, I, I, I had to make sure I asked you. Is that like WCW uh, CM... Is it CMLL? Is he a CMLL or AAA to play guy? I'll look it up later. Uh, but is that, is that professional wrestling's Vampiro? That makes that was wonderful. And skip the track, but if you have a chance, uh, listen to the Vampiro segment. It sounds like a Mortal Kombat cinematic. Oh, yeah. Like, it sounds like you chose Vampiro, and he's telling... <laughs> and this is, like, the voiceover backstory before you begin the uh, combat career. And it's... Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'll say Vampiro... The, the Vampiro segment is fucking awesome. Song's trash. He's also on, I think, a most tasteless track. He's on okay. another one that I'll find and send it to you. Okay, do it. Because Vampiro's amazing. You want to get into The Pendulum's Promise? I would love to. I think this is the most dark carnival sounding track. I would agree. At least uh, atmospherically, I do have a couple issues, which we'll get into more on other albums, but... I don't I don't want to like put words or like look too deeply into it. There could be like a self-hatred thing going on with this, but ICP oh, yeah. really does not like addicts. And maybe at this time they're they're like, well, they bring down our property value, you know, like the not in my okay. backyard people. But yeah, like throughout all these albums, they look at addicts as People who did this to themselves and they all they have to do is pull themselves up by their bootstraps, which is so weird because when they talk about class, they're like, no, this is a systematic thing of why we are poor and why we're segregated into these areas away from the rich. It seems like they would also hold that over to addiction. I ooh, I didn't know that. Um, I I thought to me, I thought it was. I mean, he, he uses the word uh, self-reflection yes. uh, at the end of the, the first, the first verse is the, uh, f- the verse that deals with addiction. Um, and that's why I thought, uh, cause what was the first, what was the first thing you said, uh, it, uh, before you going, uh, before we, uh, before going into, uh, the addiction, it was something like maybe this was, maybe this was uh, self-reflected or self-hatred because I know and that's what I took away from it. Sorry. Yeah. I think at this time he was dealing with like a Tylenol three issue but there's also uh, i think in carnival of carnage there was people like and i think it's called a night of the base heads which is on hell's pit that's very anti-addiction from my recollection but it's very weird that they are so like addiction and poverty like can go hand in hand yeah which is why like and now i'm excited well i'm uh, I get, I, excited might be a too strong a word to get into Hell's Pit, uh, maybe revisit Carnival because uh, because like I didn't take that away. I took this as kind of a obviously not pro addiction but pro 
personification of addicts, which is a big problem uh, when we talk about addicts. And, and what you're and and uh, what you're saying they're doing is that we uh, dehumanize them. Yes, we 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 take away their we take and I think I didn't think that's what they were doing. I thought they were dehumanizing people who dehumanize addicts. But um, then you. But, but I could be. But yeah, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But also with like the second verse of just a guy who is mean to like uh, is abusive to his wife. I was just gonna say yeah. mean to his wife. Uh, no, she, he's a little he bit says, more than like, mean. You, you yeah. could use a little more salt, honey. No, like straight up an asshole. Always thinks she's cheating. But then he's like, yeah. "Wow, I I guess I'm just the person who was always bad, and I'm a I guess depressed person. I hate myself, so I'm going to kill myself." Yeah. So it, like Which... the message there seems like not fully fleshed out. Like I, I don't think. It should have ended with like him killing, like I yeah, it, like a, in an extreme, and that's what ICP does. But like to put both of those together, there's no resolve to know like how they want us to feel about these situations. I think I because I, I, I don't want to like I don't want to uh, like argue uh, with you uh, with your points because they're valid. Uh, but I think so, I do think some of that is the point they're they're attempting to execute. The uh, when I when I think of the pendulum swinging back and forth, I it, to me it conjures specifically a lack of resolve. Uh, the pendulum will always swing yeah. back and forth, and things will never be super clear. Mm -hmm. Like going back to the first verse, here's uh, so many. You know, it's it's so easy to uh, push addicts away, and these other people push them away from you. But but you need to recognize that they are you. Otherwise, you will doom yourself. Mm -hmm. um, in this in this instance, the second verse, this person, he's a monster. He is he 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 is an, he is an abusive partner, and he is ruining this. We find out by the end of the verse, this wonderful woman who really is trying her best. He's he's he he's 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 he's, he's being terrible to her. Um, but he does recognize that in himself, and then he ends his own life, um, which is like. It's not a clear, it's not a clean answer, but that's the nature of the pendulum is to swing back and forth. Yeah, I don't know. Like never, never be settled. I like, to, yeah, for me, and maybe I'm, and I, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. You're a juggalo, dude. Yeah, we, I'm a juggaho. I'm a jeffaho. No, no, you are a juggalo. No, I'm jeffaho. No, Don't no, I'm being know. serious how you are defending them and like, oh, you want to know what? Yeah. You are a juggalo, dude. Yeah, I know. And, well, and it's something I do when I... I, I tend to like give artists benefit of the doubt um, when when possible because it's if art is open to interpretation, I want to interpret it in the way I would enjoy it the most. All right. Well, right? when we when we get to attack of the base heads, keep that in mind. You know, and that's a thing. Here's the thing, because I could I could very much be wrong because listen, listen, I can only I can only give so much benefit of the doubt. The album does have behind the fucking paint on it. Also, so you know, even in like Halls of Illusion, they're like, hey, your son's on crack and like you just do meth together and stuff like that. It's I don't, yeah. Why? Why do why do why do those not stick with me? I don't know. I, I, I think know. it's because I know like, well, Attack of the Basehead seems like and they're so just so okay. socially conscious. And now, like today. We are socially conscious about the effects of addiction and how mm -hmm. America and like capitalism has made addicts. Yeah. So yeah, 
listeners, you let us know. But, Sean, we got to get into our playlist. Bonus. Oh, never mind. Oh, I want to say one thing about the bonus tracks. Literally one thing. Any of these tracks could have replaced Behind the Paint and fucking uh, Please Don't, please hate, don't me. hate Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's Alrighty. all. Um, we have to, yeah, we have to, we have to, we have to choose. Okay. So we're both, so Tilt the World is an obvious inclusion. Yes. Uh, what, it, what, what, what would you have other than Tilt a World? My only two starred ones are Tilt a World and Rainbows and stuff. Okay. Uh, I have. I have others, but I don't think anything goes over rainbows and stuff. I'm All very, right. com- I'm com- I'm confident with those two. Hell yeah, guys! Hell yeah! Uh, let me get into some reviews real quick. Okay. Most of the one star reviews, because I'm like, why? Juggalos stand this. At- they'll say like, yeah, it's not their best, but five stars. So the only one review, one star reviews were generally the CD came busted. <laughs> so it's not even a review of the album and I hate that Nicole always reads those reviews on Engaged with Nicolas Cage I'm like stop reading these they're not true one star reviews it's just the item didn't arrive how they wanted it yeah <laughs> people doing track by track reviews are giving like all of these four to five stars out of five which is insane there's a lot of good on this album I, I really I, enjoyed a lot of this album. I don't know about that. Someone said terrible. Right. The insane clown posse is so insanely bad. They suck and they can't rap by Illmatic. Instead, you <laughs> dis Illmatic, you freaks and my black friends will kick your little high school butts. I mean, agreed. You should listen to Illmatic. I don't know if I... Uh, Illmatic's a great fucking album. Is it, though? Uh, yes. I don't enjoy Nas. I know he's good. Okay. I know he's good, okay. but he's ne- it's the same as, like, Jay-Z and MF Doom. That I know they're sure. good and Wu-Tang. You sure. But they, they don't hold my interest. Okay. Uh, I, I Here's the thing, because I... Cause I, I <laughs> I don't want to agree with this with this with the person writing this because everything else is terrible. But no, you should listen to Illmatic. <laughs> uh, to me, I like I, it's a good album. This for was me. this was posted December twenty first, two thousand and one, by Chaz the Czar. Public service announcement: one star. I don't like ICP. They make me mad. Now I'm not happy. We should be happy. <laughs> Please don't purchase any ICP so I can stay happy. Flowers and kind words are better than fire and sulfur. This fucking hippie. Oh my gosh. This person uh, gave it five. Also, what? I was, I was, I was also going to say, and that last person, Chaz, does not realize this is a Christian band. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Which is, by the way, they go pretty hard in this one. I feel like this is... I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's been building up. This this overall album feels very Christian, comparatively. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the name drop of Noah early on. Maybe it's just maybe because Tilt a World is the best is clearly the best song on it, so it sticks out. And Tilt a World is very Christiany. Yeah, but uh, like, please don't Pendulum. hate me. And I ignore it. Yeah, baby I'm, I'm, mama. Blocking, I'm blocking those songs. <laughs> I'm blocking that trio. The money one. But uh, we have this review five stars. Not Joker's card, but still kicks ass. This album is incredible. It doesn't have to be a Joker's card to hear some ICP's best stuff. The album has it 
all. Some songs are hilarious, and the ones that aren't totally rock. I don't. Hey, I didn't. Oh. I didn't know. Sean kept <laughs> talking over me, trying yeah. to sing that. Yeah, it was on purpose. I didn't know that this album was going to be this good. It is definitely one of the best ICP albums that they've ever put out and is better than a couple of the Joker's cards. Trust me, every song on here will make ICP fans very happy. Well, Gamera rocks. Gamera <laughs> does rock, but I guess I'm not an ICP fan because most of these did not make me happy. All right. And it's weird. I'm not an ICP fan. Most of these made me pretty happy. This album's weird. This is by Deathstrike. They put the, they wrote this in 2010 saying, this is their best album. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Wait, is that part of the review? This is their best album? Quote, it's fucking terrible? No, no it's, that's the entire review. Them saying, it's their best album and it's fucking terrible. I, beautiful. This guy gets it. <laughs> uh, do we have time to do this? Um, one, it, there's a review of a mom saying how, like, she never got ICP when her teenage son would always be like, Mom, let's listen to ICP. Put it on, put it on. Then her son passed away. And then she got into, like, she's like, let me, this was my son's favorite band to, like, as a therapy thing and became a juggler sure. out of that. And then before Shangri-La came out, she had the opportunity to talk to Violent J, told this story, and then she says, he told me these words that I will never forget. You should not be sad that he's gone. You should always look at it like this. Whenever it rains, that's him raining diamonds down on you. Then Shangri-La drop, and I heard it. Rains diamonds. And I started crying. There is a song called Raining Diamonds. I believe that 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 song's on that one but yeah wow. it's read that review it's a great review it's on amazon i legitimately just got chills i should have like, just read the full review but wow. we're short on time so like it's one of those things where it's like yeah icp like they care about their fans and it's good we'll listen to them i guess or just don't hate them especially if you haven't listened to them I've been James. Sean, what you got to plug? You know me, baby. I'm over on Goose Von Kaiser Twitch TVs and Twitters. And uh, uh, please don't hate me. Please don't hate me. I've been fucking your mamas lately. You never should have fucked with a juggalo. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Take over the run around. I thought you were orgasm making orgasm noises, but no, that's how that is how I come. I start singing hey. tilt a whirl. Oh, <laughs> what? Get, get up on it! Get up on it! Get up on it! Get out! Ooh! Hey guys, check out my other podcast, mostly speaking Sentai. Hey, that other Juggalo loves Gamera and stuff. That's Tokusatsu. That's what Super Sentai is. It's what Power Rangers takes action stuff from. So, mostly speaking Sentai, wherever you're listening to this, you better believe you can listen to that. Or go to mlmpod.com, links in the description, where you can find out information about my other podcast, find links to listen to those podcasts, or download my music under Marsh Land Monster, where I 
also have beats, instrumentals. If you're a musician, you can get them. Some of them are free. I have like a 17-track beat tape called Produce by Marshland Monster. And it's like 20 bucks for 17 instrumentals that you can use. Check it out, bitch. Or you can listen wherever music is found, like Spotify. Or go to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where you can get the aforementioned Engage with Nicolas Cage talking about Beyblade, This Existed, and the Toku Reading Corner. That's just $5 a month, and you get those every single Friday. You get that entire backlog, just $5 a month. But if you're a $10 patron, you get watch-alongs, some extra streams once a month, and shout-outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those. First up, we have Steve F. Next is Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Alex Z, The Waz. Orion, he's a rapper named D-F-O-D-F-O. Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Tyler oh. Wright, he's my friend. Elliot W yeah. at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram for their amazing artwork. Jordan B, hey. the Chaos Witch. Sean oh. has been saying things in the background. I'm probably going to mute him. It's very yeah. distracting. Next up, we have Nicole's brother, Josh, my Bickle brother in common law. And we have a pledge upper. Went from the $5 patrons up to the $10 patron. We have Steve B or Steve Barnes, a.k.a. Intro Void. Follow him on Substack and wherever music is found. He remixed some of my songs so you can find some Marshland Monster Intro Void. I N. T-R-O-V-O-I-D Intro Void get Check him on, out Get up on it Get up on it Get up on it Get up on it Yeah I'm Sean And bye bye This has been a Marshland Media production Produced by James McCullum For more content Please visit MLMPod.com to support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today.